Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com/acast and use code acast for 20% off your first purchase. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20 20, 20 ready to get 20 20, ready to get 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 upfront for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Broadcasting from the Lush But Not Lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude. This is Real Spoilers, episode 771. That's it. I did the math right, because I was out last well, week. Well, you thought it was 770, so you did it wrong, but it ended up being <laughs> okay. right. Yeah, so. hey, as long, it doesn't matter if you're right for the wrong reason. That's right. <laughs> if marriage has taught me anything. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Black Mirror Dream Scenario. Boy. Um, Skip it. What's that? This movie. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Okay. That's yeah. funny. Well, I love this movie. Yeah, this movie's, okay. this movie's well, great. I, but I think I nope, know. No, can't take it back. I, know. No, I no, love no. when Joe I, says his opinion first. I think I we... know why, though. Okay. But we'll get into but it But this is our job now. Because it's about a bald guy? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is our job now. For the next hour, we have one hour to change Joe's mind. To turn me around? Yes, to change I love it when Joe's opinion changes by the end of the movie. It's like, so, But it was very much a Black Mirror episode. Yes. So, like, you know. Yes. There is that. So, well, let's go around the table and everyone can introduce themselves. This is Joe. This is Kevin. And this is Tom. The band is back together. And this actually in a physical location. I got to tell you. Welcome back to the country. Yeah. Yeah. Don't ever leave because the doing oh. trying to do that opening oh. from memory is the worst. Yeah, I see. Joe you know, took, <laughs> it is not as easy as I make it look. Joe took it on for it's the first time he's ever done it on the proper show. And for Patreon, he goes, Hey, you know the drill. All right, let's I don't go. Have to get a, I don't have to do all that <laughs> stuff. Like, like, that's, not, that's not the intro to the proper show. No, that's so. What did you say? Because you the were radioactive not. Radioactive bunker. You did, is that what you did? Yeah. Okay, because yeah. I was like, You weren't at the. No, we were OP not at the. Institute, so. We were not. We were back in the bunker, sort yeah. of. Yeah. Kind of. 
I took on the League of Show Shares. You I did. Whipped up real quick. Yeah. Oh, that's good because they yeah. did not go back in time. No, so. no, we. <laughs> I did the two weeks. Well, thank uh, you. Or tried to at least. So, uh, well, speaking of, let's dig into shameless plugs real quick. Don't forget, we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, YouTube, wherever you find a podcast, you can find us. While you're there, be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. Maybe leave us a review. It's good for our egos, which could use the help to comment right now, about yeah. elvis yeah if you want holy guacamole brother <laughs> the elvis show. people are cannot, still going it, that thing's up to like three point five thousand views and we just got a comment now what's it been a month i mean <laughs> yes. we just got a comment about how you guys were wrong oh again. my god it's so crazy i'm actually you weren't there yeah you didn't know who's the real pedophile it's like well the guy that had sex with a fourteen-year-old, I'm yeah. pretty sure, is the. Oh, yeah. He did not have sex with her when she was fourteen. No. He was not. So he's not a pedophile. He's Fair. just a groomer. He's a creeper. He's a groomer. <laughs> yeah. Subtle but important distinction. <laughs> All the people we... who are so scared about your about kids reading a book. Ah, uh, yeah, right, right, right. Teachers <laughs> grooming kids. And I'm like, well, Elvis, that's different. His yeah, but who's great? Who's the <laughs> real one? So he, it's okay because because <laughs> his music's so good. I love the one. I think there's one in there that like vehemently debunks the Mary Tyler Moore thing. There's one oh. where she's like, "There's no, of, of course he had sex with Mary Tyler Moore. It's like, okay, whatever, man. Like, whatever <laughs> well, they, delusional. They listening to the whole thing, They though. must have. That's yeah. what was, is impressive, because they weren't just doing that thing where they jump on a video and instantly are like, no, down, no, but whatever. They listen like, to the, they listen to the they're so thanks calling, for listening. Yeah, they're calling out every little thing you said. One of the, it's ho- called hate listening. The hosts the host <laughs> pretend like they know what Lisa Marie was feeling when her dad died. She blah, blah, blah. I was like, holy <laughs> Dude, like. Oh, I'm sorry. Was I out of line to assume she had grief <laughs> i or or how she feels about the portrayal of her father yeah. in this movie uh-huh. maybe it's a little weird for her to see that on screen yeah i don't mm. know uh but anyway. thanks for listening <laughs> yeah yeah so uh, yes I, absolutely whatever drives the, the algorithm <laughs> yeah. it's all right, we care right. about anymore so it's all about the algorithm. that's what we'll be so. known for now is our Elvis podcast that one in real spoilers <laughs> or real uh real no what was I hope the we're known for real spoilers yes. rpi R.I.P.D. Oh, jeez, that yeah. R.I.P.D. That, that second episode that had the wrong audio or whatever. Yes, it was like episode four, but it was the R.I.P.D. audio. Yeah, it was like two guns, but it was R.I.P.D. or right. something. And it had like and it had tens of thousands. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what happened there. I, I have no idea. Some bot got a hold of it. Fine, the people love two Do guns. It. Yeah, they do love two guns. Yeah. <laughs> or Paula, whatever. Patton. Who Paula that was Patton is in that movie. D- Mark Wahlberg and, and Denzel, Denzel Washington, Washington and Paul yeah. Patton. I could not tell you anything about that movie, the plot. Do you remember? What's the plot of that two guns? Uh, Paula Patton. <laughs> okay. The, um, as far as so I can get you. It's gun meets gun, <laughs> and they fall in love. Spy versus spy. And then gun loses gun. <laughs> yeah. Do Mr. and Mrs. Smith is getting a remake? A remake or a sequel? Remake. Remake with Donald Glover. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if I can get Donald Glover. Is that a show? Too? Yeah, it's a show. It's a that's fine. I think I'll take Donald Prime, I think. I think that yeah. guy's great. Yeah. He is great. Same. Yeah. So anyway, shameless plugs. Uh, don't forget, you can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers while you're there. Like the page, join the group. It's called the League of Show Shares because we're hoping you will share an episode. Matt Reedy must be a juggernaut because we got shared like hey. crazy last week. Godzilla, so, the power of Godzilla. We'll be right. leaving got, the show got, and Matt will take over. Like reopened again. Did you they, see that? They, like they expanded it to it. more screens because it's it, doing so well. It was well. supposedly so supposed to be like a one-week engagement. And they were like, we'll bring this foreign film over. You know, there's a decent Godzilla crowd. There's nothing playing on IMAX. We'll pop it up there for yeah. a week. And then the thing is... You it, know, they, they, but they got pushed out of IMAX, They're right? expanding it. Well, they would have to be because they're expanding it to 2,500 screens. But I think Beyonce but I mean, knocked it out. Probably, out. Yeah. yeah. 
but 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 it gets to live on yes. as opposed to the one week which and is then fantastic. Digital. Yeah. yeah, and it deserves it. Go listen to that episode, please. For the love of God, yeah. listen to that episode for, for this for Kevin's sake. I have sake. never. <laughs> that episode took more work than any episode in the history. It, it was a uh, clusterfuck. It was a comedy of errors. <laughs> it just one thing after another happened. It had to do with technical difficulties. It ended up Matt did not record his audio. Yeah. But great, we have an online backup. But the backup didn't upload. <laughs> but wait, there's another backup, and it kind of works. Let's splice all of these different things together. Oh, my gosh. For a minute there, we thought that we might just do Godzilla Re- minus Re- one again, right. Redo it, but with yeah. me instead of Matt. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, so. Did you, so did you see it? No, I have not seen it. So did you hear? If you the, can make it to the theater. Yeah, it, well, I, when I saw, well, if you recall, we all I was the one when I when I saw the trailer. I was like, that yeah. looked awesome. But if you can see it on the big screen, I mean, if you have any chance, yeah. you just sneak away and see it. Like, obviously, it would be fun to watch at home, but the big screen with the audio. I mean, it really that's a movie yeah. for the theater. So, Jace, you know, we talked about at the end of that movie. This isn't really a spoiler, but like the the butterfly tattoo. Yeah, the monarch that you said they joked around. Right? Jason from Binge Movies chimed in and sent me a DM said. She's going to be Mothra. And I didn't even put that together. Huh. Okay. I, I mean, it's the same style of like thing. Like, right? I was okay. like, I was like, wait a minute. Explain to me how they're going to turn a human being well, into a moth. He's like, I don't know. But that's, I mean, it's science. Fiction. <laughs> it's science fiction. It's yeah. Godzilla. They could do anything. Yeah. Go. Like, it's, but uh, yes, yes, please go for Kevin's please. sake. <laughs> <laughs> if that's our lowest listened to episode, I swear <laughs> Because you know how that's how it is. Elvis gets a trillion <laughs> right. views. A movie you, we almost didn't do. Yeah. Right. And you were like, who cares about this? <laughs> did it without Little me. Did we know. Didn't take any hardly yeah. any work to put up there. Right, this right, one right. goes out. We didn't pick like, up Fine. any new listeners because they all hate us. That's true. But, uh, Maybe they'll just hate listen to us. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. So um, also, uh, oh, yeah. Uh, people who were kind enough to share an episode last week include Douglas Balduck. Uh, Julianne Jordan, Jason McLean, Tammy Lynn Powers, Betts, Brendan McGuckin, Chris Magic Man, Glenn Cougar, Mellon Brewer, Ralph Tribble, Gabriel Lugo, Tom Dowdy, Travis Tewitt, Chris Falls, Chris Sanders, Richard Krotzer, Lane Levanway, Dissect That Film, Heather Sachs, Brent Smith, Invasion of the Remake, The Film B, In Session Film, Feel and Film, Mike Mike and Oscar, Geek to Me Radio, Ryan Terry, Ronnie Castle, Colby Mack, Matt Naglia, Binge Movies, and of course... Me. Hey, so, you made it. I made it. <laughs> so uh anyway, uh also don't forget we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash five bucks or slash the <laughs> five bucks. slash real spoilers Do where it. for five bucks you can get all sorts of bonus content and we like you extra. So yeah. there's all that. Let's dig in to dream scenario. I think you like this because this was like a pseudo what you're we're a Woody Allen fan, right? I'm, if I'm still allowed to say that, he has some movies that I well, greatly ta- enjoy. Talking about getting canceled. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I think I think I didn't like this movie because I don't like Woody Allen. So wait, are felt- you saying the character reminds you of Woody Allen I'm and the situation that- or, or, or the movie itself reminds you of a Woody Allen movie? I think all of that. It, until the thing changes when the dreams change it's a different movie yeah but i think the neuroticism and the like not being able to talk to the the professor woman or not being able to really be like legit intimate with his wife like just the whole character i feel like if this movie was made 30 years ago this is a woody allen movie hmm. this this reminds me a lot more of something like punch drunk love okay yeah, I could, but uh, to me that to me, the punch drunk, and the character punch and also feels like in that Woody Allen see, world. Yeah, like see, it doesn't remind me of like the kind of characters that Woody Allen would play, just because the Woody Allen characters were confident. Were right? like, like, yeah, they were they were this 
archetype that I refer to is like the brave coward. Yeah. And yeah. so like oh, okay. he'd okay. be scared of things, but he would also he couldn't help himself ex- to to have like some witty comeback put That's down fair. or and so like this character doesn't have that ever ever. Yeah. And so um so like I I I have a hard time classifying it in quite the same way. That's fair. Um, maybe that's, I get maybe what, that was I, the problem. Though. I get what's resonating with you in that regard, especially if you haven't seen a lot of Woody Allen movies. Especially, I've seen the important ones. Uh, yeah, I said, you know. Okay, yeah, like especially anything like Annie Holland before. Yes, I've seen know. that stuff. Yeah. That's the stuff I've watched. Yeah, that's to me. I think that's for the most part. I, the, Joe the exclusively uh, watches videos since he left the country. <laughs> 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 he only watches his new stuff they make. Yeah, out I, of I the don't. Country. Know, I don't know old stuff. I don't yeah, know I only that. see the stuff that's in French. <laughs> yeah. uh, this this movie really would be a good double feature with Bo is Afraid. This has a if very that's much the case, and I'm glad I didn't see that. Movie. Which I still have not seen. But I mean, so, yeah. it, it, just the whole like weird things happening and and bad stuff happening to a guy and, and, and which again i'll bring up after hours which oh. is one of my favorite scorsese movies. you know who this produced is, this who ari aster ari aster well, yeah, yeah. For sure. yeah. Yeah. yeah this is very to me very much like 90s art house movie this is very yes. much being john malkovich yeah. i will absolutely it's kaufman-esque for sure i mean yeah. there's influence uh he did that movie adaptation with Nicholson? yeah with with nicholas cage yeah adaptation what was the, Nic- the nick charlie kaufman well, yeah but what was the jack nicholson one Oh, I don't know. Wasn't it adaptation? Well, no, that's... no. What's the one with him on, with like the plant on his head? Like he's li- about Schmidt. About Schmidt. Oh, that's Alexander oh. Payne. Got it. Oh, got yeah. it. Okay. Okay. But okay. but this feels very Andy Kaufman, Ari Aster for New York. Charlie Kaufman. Yeah, not Andy. Kaufman. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah. It's, it's, defi- it's definitely got a <laughs> yeah. John Malkovich, yeah. Eternal Sunshine, Spotless yes. Mind. Mm-hmm. I'll absolutely agree with that. I, I love this movie too. I I I thought it was great. I. Nicholas Cage, th- this movie what a crazy year was, for that guy. But this movie was so made for him. Yeah, and I mean, how could anyone but Nicholas Cage? I mean, this was him in real life. If you think about his career, I mean, he used to be a list movie star, right. sure. And then people started cutting his videos of him being wackadoo, like just pulling one scene out of a movie. Where do you think and that? He, and he that, became a joke, and then yeah. everyone's everyone was watching him and sharing the stuff. He instantly overnight transformed from like it you know not instantly but it seemed instantaneous there was like nicholas cage movie star to nicholas cage crazy wackadoo actor and then him having to like where do you think that line is i mean like is there is there a line the line is if it works okay right i mean i mean it really just comes down to that i mean nicholas cage has always taken big swings yeah sure and sometimes the, it works. Sometimes it's raising Arizona. Some, oh, you know, man, so good. But you got to give it to the guy. He never phones it in. No, I mean, and, he is one hundred percent. But like his performances are definitely one of a kind, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know, it's similar to uh, Johnny Depp as Jack Sparrow, right? Like that's a big swing. Yeah. If that didn't work, we'd be it, making fun of it. If that didn't work, it would be the Lone Ranger. That's true, right? That's and true. So, yeah. And I think that like. Part of the problem with when it with with that for Johnny Depp is that when it worked, it and it smashed. did, it did. Yeah, he thought he could do it over and over and over again. Yeah, right. crazy hard at it, and yeah, and yeah, but, uh, I mean, and, you're but not like, wrong. He, he kept taking these wild big swings with diminishing returns. Yeah, and and then it just kind and then it obviously a, all the other stuff, and it just kind of. Do you think he can pull that nose up? No pun intended. 
I don't know. I don't think he can. Yeah, like I think. Like, I, and I think which one? So getting Johnny into Depp. getting into this yeah. movie, I feel like that. Like you know, obviously we should get into the movie itself yeah. so we can talk about the themes of the movie because sure. it's very much about cancel culture and my concern is that the right is going to glob onto this movie which is the whole end of this movie right it's just like yeah. ah because i watched it and i was like well this is the next step is yep. that you basically have to go be a, a right-wing zealot because they you won't have anywhere they, else to go if they hated you before once you get canceled they will love you right even though they well used to and uh, we'll talk about when we get there but this just happened to someone very popular did it yeah we'll get there oh i didn't know that oh no, there's something very timely and this movie was obviously in the can it had premiered before this all went down so it's like not a reaction but it's like right. this movie is so spot on about how people that are canceled handle things. Yeah. Okay. So well, that'll be interesting. Yeah. yeah. So stay tuned. That's yeah. to keep you listening. Yes. That's right. That's a teaser. That's what we call it. Uh, so Nicholas Cage plays this kind of humdrum, very bland, very boring professor named Paul, and his. Well, I gotta life- say, he's Walter White. This movie has a couple references that are very similar. I was thinking the same. The thing. movie opens with one of the most famous scenes of Breaking Bad. Why do you think he's Walter? Oh, because he is kind well, of humdrum he, and no, Walter, Walter White, White is very Walter much the White same. was the partner of a startup that became this huge, huge company. And they stole his ideas. They stole his ideas. He uh, left, and now he's trying to be something, but he's a nobody. I mean, Walter White's a high school chemistry teacher, right? Who right, right. Wa- aspired for greatness and is clawing back, trying to be- do something great. I just I can't help but think. That's and then the opening scene is there's basically an airplane. I mean, you don't see an airplane, but bodies are falling into a pool. Keys are dropping breaking a table like that scene in breaking bad i've never the, seen breaking bad okay but there's a famous oh, opening of a season do yourself well, yeah ever. one of the greatest shows ever made yeah like it's ever so like, it good is, yeah. Yeah, yeah but yeah. but there's a scene i mean this isn't really spoiler but a season opens with this like cold open yeah and stuff is falling out and you find out it's from a plane which I okay. mean, makes sense but stuff is just dropping into a backyard and there's stuff all over a pool and so it just there's a couple I mean, things that's and, pretty spot on to what happens in this movie yeah. right right so yeah. i mean i couldn't help but notice that there has to be some inspiration because the character is very much yeah he looks similar to walter White. i guess if you hadn't seen it that no but i know why but i know what that that happens in the show is he no that was like what what it was didn't we watch the uh like the pseudo like sequel to the show did you watch did we review el camino we did and you've never seen break (laughs) oh my god i guess we presumed nothing in that for you there was nothing we presumed you i like that that ending scene that ending scene is really good of him and of uh I always call him Jesse. Jesse Paul. What's his name? Jesse, Jesse. Clemens? Jesse, no. Well, Jesse the character. Jesse the character. Oh, yeah. Whatever his name is. Jesse Paul. Clemens was in the show, I guess. Yeah, that's uh, why I thought. Yeah. Was, yeah. But, like, that scene in the in the garage yeah. when he's trying to, like, get out of the garage. I think that scene's great. Yeah. But, no, I was just like, oh, I'm just watching this movie. That's hilarious that you had never seen that show. <laughs> and it's, like, fought, like, an extra episode. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So, he see there's a girl sitting in outside and she we see nicholas cage kind of like sweeping up leaves and we see uh a keys like fall and crash through a table and then a body smashes into the pool and then we smash the girl's cut. freaking out right and, and he's just standing just sweeping there. Yeah. like just sweeping the leaves and we smash cut to her explaining what this dream is and this is where we kind of get an idea of the complete emasculation of this character by his own hand where he says he's like i didn't do anything in the dream and she, the yeah. gr- his daughter was like nope just stood there he's just like there. i didn't help you or anything she's like no 
He's like, oh, okay. I didn't take it so much of as an emasculation, though, as just a feeling incompetent. Like, it's not so much like I'm a man and I have to, but like not I'm a man and I have to protect you. But it's just I feel like it's like. I I guess to me in this situation, that's kind of a distinction without a difference. Okay, okay. Yeah. Because, I mean, when we get to the scene with him and the, the professor where he's like begging her to get credit on the thing mm. that she stole you know like especially when his wife is like you need to record this and he's like I don't wanna. and then he does and then he lies about having recorded it because he looks like such a pussy oh man it's like it he is doesn't hard want her to, to hear it listen to yeah where he's just like crying and begging to yeah i really need this oh. It's like, oh i just i just took it more of that he's just such a like worm yeah, it, yeah right right and it's, it's i'm not saying you're wrong but it just like it goes beyond a bad, gender he's not a bad dude no no, no right but, like but he's just he's very weak yeah he's got no backbone yeah yeah like that's every time somebody calls somebody a worm i think of mystery science theater he's like you remember me the wormy guy <laughs> um he goes to uh like a play and we see like a guy off to the side and there was a movie that we had seen where these things start ha- like people are focusing on uh, our main character, but you're not really sure why, right? Hereditary. Maybe it was, it's area. Maybe it is hereditary. Maybe that's true. It is hereditary. <laughs> because but I, you I see, it follows second, as well. On the second watch, you see the people from the cult. Yes. always kind of in the background watching. Right. We see, like the naked guy in the room. We find out is like a you know yeah. spoilers for hereditary. Um. So now Paul is he has this meeting with this professor and these two work together in college and she has basically stolen his idea his he wants to get published but he can't get published because nobody gives a fuck and he's not actually doing the writing correct right like he He came up with an idea yeah and they did they expounded on it he really hasn't done anything no she tells him there's a difference between having an idea and doing the work and they've been working out for 10 years and she's worked and she's now in like a prestigious university and what is his idea called ants intelligence intelligence because of the way ants work together so he's a what evolutionary biologist something like that yeah and yeah. so her- but he gives this speech uh at the beginning of the movie about zebras and how they're it's strange because different animals adapt in different ways and usually it's like camouflage so predators can't spot them but zebras they are white and black stripes they stand out but they blend in amongst each other and so he's going through life I take it as a zebra where he is just another just person. He's yeah. walking through life that's, and that's a good nothing to stand to stand out, uh, you know, yeah. at the beginning at least. I can appreciate that. Yeah. And that's uh, like I th- I was into this movie for until the until the t- the turn. Okay. And then I was like, "Oh god." As as his life is going, he, they go to this play and his ex-girlfriend shows up and just kind of like, "Hey, I've been meaning to talk to you." Like, I I've been having, I've been dreaming about you. I've been trying to. And read the wife you. don't like it. The wife don't like it. Understandably which makes sense. so. Yeah. And all like it's crazy. You know, I think all he has to do is be like, no thanks. Yeah. He, but this this man craves attention yes. so badly. He would never think of, oh well, this is going to make my wife mad, so I'm going to like play it cooler and be like, oh right. okay, yeah, no this. But like he's like somebody wants to talk to me. Yeah. Like that's how desperate he is for some kind of fulfillment in his life because he he wants to be special. Right. And, and he's not. Yeah. He's he's just not. He's not a bad person, like right. Tom said. But it's just he's not doing major research and getting published. He wants to write a book, but hasn't even started it. And he just he's wants... got a nice, solid middle class existence. Yeah, I gotta he, tell you, and he wants more, but he doesn't know how to get it. Yeah. I guarantee he ain't paying off that house because yeah. the mom, the wife says that I grew up in this house. So that house is paid off. And that's <laughs> a nice ass house. It is. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, so they they go to the play. They meet the girlfriend, the ex girlfriend, um, and he agrees to meet her. But it's also it is it's very awkward because he does keep looking at his wife. And he's like, instead of taking her social cues, like he knows it's upsetting her, yes. but he can't help himself. Just, Correct. Yeah. He's drawn to the attention. And the wife, it is interesting. It's kind of funny because I've that woman was on Law and Order, Criminal Intent for the a wife. long time. Yeah, the wife. Yes, what is her name. Yeah. Uh, but she was also in um, what was the Stephen King miniseries with Bateman and The Outsider. She's she's Bateman's wife in the. Oh, outs- okay. The she outsider. was also in uh, HBO's Mayor of East Town. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. She was the sister, right? Yeah, she's Julianne like, Nicholson. Yeah. Yes, she played um, Vincent D'Onofrio's partner when the other one left for gotcha. got pregnant or something and left the show. Um. So yeah. So they like they have this interaction with each other in the bed, and again, like the, the wi- wife, the wife, and the. And Paul. Yeah, sorry, the wife and <laughs> Paul. Well, I mean, we'll get to that later. Um, Janet and Paul. Janet you, and Paul. Just yeah. the most boring names as well. So they have he this. Said, Damn it, Janet. Damn it, I Janet. love you. <laughs> Can't have an exciting name like Joe. Hey. There's more. <laughs> I, it's hered- It's it's. It's not hereditary. It's uh, it's assigned familial. It, it's uh, unlike gender. It's assigned at birth. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Uh, Here we go. But also, so that, you're not wrong. Yeah, so, yeah. So on they, both fronts. But you can change it if you want. If you want. But everyone will struggle <laughs> calling you the new thing. <laughs> That's true. So they have this conversation. Uh, is this where they have the conversation about her dream? Well, she's like he says, "What would your." fantasy be because at this point he's starting to realize he's popping up in people's dreams right and he doesn't he says, understand why and he, and he says because he wants acceptance he wants to, to f- feel like people think about him and this is his wife and he's like do you ever dream about me and she's like no, no. <laughs> and then, <laughs> you're right here what do i and, mean? yeah and, and she well she starts to question the movie and that may be later but she questions like why, why don't you think I dream about you? And he's like, because you get the real deal, baby. Like That's he's right. being so he's and so, I do, and I such do a li- goof like, because he's not cool. But no, he's yeah. not cool. But I do like their interact. Like I think that in these moments, I yeah. think they're very good together. Yeah. Where she's talking about, can you just be like naked on a horse with a big and he's like mirror the horse and i was like that's a good line it's, it's, I like yeah, it's that well line. written yeah yeah we should say so the writer director of this movie i this may be his first feature i saw he did a lot of short films let me christopher borgley or borgley and uh a lot over some of those letters no but it's oh. like a g-l-i <laughs> yeah but, okay. uh, <laughs> but he, a... he wrote and directed this movie and it's it's got some good stuff in it. I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna uh, completely. I was impressed for sure. Like, I guess maybe he's done one other feature, "Sick of Myself," but yeah, this I mean, maybe his that's, first American. That's what happened with the girl with the dragon tattoo, though. Yeah, like that popped over in Sweden, yeah. I think, yeah. and then came over here. Um, so he goes on this lunch date, lunch, lunch, not date. Well, yeah, he he, would he like thinks it's it a, to he be thinks something. it might be a date, and I do. Man, her reaction, she's where he's just basically he says she says. Look, that I write about things like this, like I write for a, a blog. And he's like, "Oh, so you're published too?" Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. she's just like, "I mean, kind of." Like, and she downplays it as well. She's like, "Nobody really reads." And you know, this it, but... doofus, he could start a blog if he right. wants to. All he had to do, he could write his book. He could start a blog. It's so e- I don't want to say so easy. Start I know a podcast. Can... Any yeah, any, any moron can do that. But it's like when you not to undermine, and obviously we do these things, so I'm not knocking it. But it's just it takes effort. But getting started, it's like going to the gym, right? It's yeah. getting started doing it is the hardest part and this guy has spent so much time 
dwelling over and obsessing over people wanting to be interested and oh i wish i could just write my book and all this and it's like dude if you just spent just the do time it. doing it which i mean which is what a lot of people do right they yeah. spend more time well we did that at the beginning right like how many how long do we talk about right. the show and sure. finally we, I, it was just like look we just need to do it yes. and it won't be what we want it to be but we'll get it to where we but want it to be. We're ep- still trying. Yeah, recording episode one and, and then listening to it. I'm like, okay, well, now we're forced to fix it. Instead of figuring out how to make it perfect, right. do it. And then now we know it's episode two is coming up next week. We have to fix it and make it yes, better. Yes. But, but anyway, but like this guy just will not jump into the things he wants to do. No, he's too but, timid. But he, but he dwells on why aren't people publishing me and liking me and asking me for help inviting me to dinner he has a like a friends fancy friend fancy friends and he has all these other guests over and everything uh but he will not get invited but he because also he's not interesting enough to go to dinner yeah. and talk with his that guy also says he's like he is just the most bo- you know boring He's like, he's not a bad, same thing. He's not a bad guy. He's just boring. That's what I'm saying. Like, but, of charisma. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, yeah. he, when he has people over that are these people, these international, whatever. Like psychiatrists. Or, yeah. You know, and, just at a dinner party. people. What's he going to say? And he's going to say something about like ants or whatever. <laughs> or and, and everyone's gonna, And then it's going to be crickets. Yes. Or, or he'll try, like you see moments where he tries to be funny and engaging mm-hmm. and it's just cringe inducing. Yes. Like right. when he pretends like. Like when they show up to the party and nobody else is there, and he's like, "More for us." And he takes the wine. And he's like, "Glug glug glug,", glug, glug. Yeah. And he's just like, "Oh my god, please stop talking." <sighs> it's so cringy, but like, it's, it's, it's embarrassing to recreate. <laughs> yes, yes, correct. It, but Nicolas Cage is fantastic in this role. Yeah. Like that's the character. Oh, yeah, and he's doing it perfectly for sure. And also, you know, and I, I listened to some interviews, and he said when he read this, he said the script was perfect. I didn't want to change anything. You know, he basically said to the director, like, you know, I'm your puppet. Tell me where to go. I'm going to do it. He just, he loved the script. He said this is one of five scripts that when he read were perfect and Raising Arizona was on mm-hmm. there and some others. And he's like, this is among. Face off. Face off, of yeah. course. <laughs> yes. you know, um, National Treasure 2. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. was it? Bad Lieutenant 2, Port of New I think Orleans just bad or Lieutenant. whatever. No, he did no. something called Bad, bad Lieutenant, Lieutenant 2. Is, bad Lieutenant is Harvey Keitel. And he, bad Lieutenant 2 New, is Nicholas Port Cage. of New Orleans. I thought that yeah. was a remake. No, it's a sequel. I had no idea yeah. that was a sequel. Anyway. Um, but so, yeah, so he goes to this lunch and she basically says, can I write about this? And he was like, sure, fine. And then he makes like a little joke and she's like, what's the problem? And he's like, my wife thought that you were going to try to rekindle. The and art. I love how and she's like, what? How matter no. of fact, she's like, why would she think that? <laughs> yeah. And then so he's like, that's he, ridiculous. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, but, and she, uh, but you're disgusting. Yeah, right. It's just <laughs> you're a not monster. even dis- not even discussing. It's like, but there's like, she doesn't say this, but this is the vibe. Like. Oh, but there's nothing sexual Correct. about it. Yes. Like, yes. you're not gross. And you just cease to exist in the spectrum of sexuality. Right, and, right. And I don't believe... Like again, a Ken doll. I, yeah. I do think this guy, at least in the beginning, and for most of the movie, but I do think he's a good guy. I don't think he went to this lunch looking to have an affair. Right, I agree. He, he wants someone to want he to have an affair with he him. Doesn't he doesn't want to cheat on his wife. He just wants validation. someone to want to cheat yes. with him. Right. Right? Like, Correct. And, so, like, this guy's not a sleazebag. Which it's is just, part of what makes this performance so great is because that's a really delicate line to oh, walk absolutely. as an actor. The idea of like, I want the I want to know I could cheat on my wife, but I don't want to cheat yeah, on my wife. Right? Because right. if it's another actor that that maybe doesn't give such a nuanced performance, that doesn't play it the right way, you're like, they're a scumbag. Right? They're a creep. Yeah. And this, is, this is Bradley Cooper. Like, well, this, I mean, yeah, I could story. definitely see you know it could saying? be a like, little. Yeah. It's a, it's a very different story. So. 
You just have that thing against Bradley Cooper. I love Bradley Cooper. I know, but oh. but he is. I mean, it's hard not to see him as the bro, the whatever. Yeah. But he's expanded upon oh, that a little sure. bit. But yeah. Yeah, 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 I see what you mean. Yeah. Though, yeah. Because um, he did start off like Wedding Crashers playing the Wedding Crashers right. and The Hangover. The right. Hangover is the same character, just likable. <laughs> See, my first interaction with Bradley Cooper was on a show called Jack and Bobby, mm. where he was like the nicest guy in the world. <laughs> oh, really? And so, like when I would see when I saw him in The Hangover and Wedding Crashers, I was just like, I still had like residual likeness for him, <laughs> sure, right? Sure. Like I, so I was just like, oh, but he's okay. Yeah, he'll be all right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, so they she publishes the article and then all of a sudden Paul's Facebook messages are blowing up and it's like, you know, I'm dreaming about you, like why is it you? What what is it about you? And his popularity, much like an internet meme, just explodes. And Where, he loves it. Oh, he loves yes, he walks in the, the wife is like, Are you maybe you should just like not respond, don't look at the, you know, whatever. And he's like, Why? Well, right. you know, he's just getting so excited. Don't he's great. Don't, they they love me. Don't yeah. do the interviews, like just let it be. He walks into his class and his class is filled with people and they're cheering for him. Right. And, so, and then and he's like, Okay, you know, which you not all you guys are here for this lecture. Like half of them raised their hands up there and he's like, Okay, we're gonna spend five minutes, you can ask me anything, <laughs> then you gotta go and we're gonna get into class and then he just it's starts fielding questions. Yeah. And right. then he's like, Okay, next, next. And he, he loves it. I mean again, but and that's the whole thing with this guy is that he just wants you know, it's not like he's And how do you not? It's oh, human nature, no, right? Right, right, right? Like of course. when Crystal and I were in London, like we're leaving the Peloton studio. There's a line of people to get in, waiting for the next class, and like people in the line recognize us, sure, and want to talk to us and take like, yeah, of course. Like, hey, how do you not? You got it. How do you not love? You but know? some people, some people naturally just get that and don't ask for it. Some people seek that out. Yeah. Some people don't care. You know, there's different types of people. But Paul would love for people to yes. want to talk to him. Fawn over want him. To, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's just, and but again, I think that that it's the meaning goes so much deeper back into his past because he feels like he should have been someone. He should be a researcher. He should be publishing papers. Right. Right. He feels he's stuck at like, see, Walter White is a high school chemistry teacher. Paul at least is a tenured professor at right. a decent university. Right. So like he has more going for him even than Walter White does. Yeah. But like he's still, that's, not what his goal was his goal was to be an expert that is being invited to dinner parties and speaking and lecturing and and all this so and it's not happening no no he's got this very like but now life but now people want to talk to him and want to take pictures with him. his kids his kids want him to want him to drive them to school that's a big one right now i mean this is ultimately his dream scenario right yes he's famous and he didn't have to do anything nope right like he shows up in people's dreams yeah which, I mean, I think also, of course, there's a big cult- cancel culture component, but this is also about the virality of fame on the internet. Oh, yeah. sure, and, sure, sure, sure. And the ups and the downs, right? You can become famous overnight. You can also become infamous overnight. Right, yeah. How many of those TikTokers are the ones that are just like, you know, when somebody says something dumb on an airplane, there's a video of it, and they dox the shit out of those people. Or that lady who... Uh, this has been a few years, but she like was going to Africa and she was like going to Africa, ho- tweeting, yeah, going to Africa. Hope I don't get AIDS. L- then- oh, wait, it gets worse. LOL. I'll be OK. I'm white. Oh, and boy. Plane takes off. No plane, internet service. Plane takes off on her flight to Africa, uh-huh. which is like a 12 hour flight. And in the meantime, oh. this tweet goes viral oh, and she lands literally to like. 
press contingent. <laughs> and she's like, she's like fired from her job. Yeah. Like it's for something dumb. Yeah. It, for, and it's insensitive and not thinking clearly. Tr- trying to make an edgy joke yeah. and, and like missing the mark. <laughs> you and, ain't the one lady. Yeah. You know, like I, it's it, but, but that's yes, but that's, that's how fast yeah, it can it, and and dealing with that kind of fame right because you're most human beings are not equipped for that kind of fame and so you see these a-list celebrities and some of them do things that seem crazy and whatever but it's like you don't understand unless you're under man that. i see what happens with crystal's phone when she posts something on oh really Insta- instagram and like and she's got like i don't know 75 80,000 followers. So, like, a good but, number. But imagine number. having 16 but, million followers. But imagine followers. being even, like, Pat Nozzle. Sure. Right. You know? well, right. And uh, and I just, I see, like, I mean, she'll be trying to do something else on her phone, <laughs> and it's just, like, it, she can't do it because there's Kevin, so your many phone's not going notifications coming in. Oh, sorry. I was just getting, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but, I, you know, someone like, let's look at Pat Nozzle. Pat Nozzle is an A-list celebrity. He's a very famous actor, but he's not, like, A-list. Oh, I thought you said he is. I was like, no, he's yeah, not. No, 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 I love no. Pat Nozzle, but, sure. like, he doesn't open a movie. That's what I'm, no, no yeah, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, he isn't, but he has 4.5 million followers. Oh, yeah, here's one from, from, from last month. But, like, he tweets this thing about adopting a cat, and it has 6,000 likes, and has 104 quote tweets and 121 retweets or whatever you want right. to call them these days. But just think about how much your phone is blowing up on that level right. and how you have to filter through things that you maybe need to see, definitely things that you can ignore and shouldn't see and respond or whatever, you know, just managing things on that level. And so I'm assuming at that level you're using some sort of social media management interface Oh, so sure, it doesn't sure. take over your phone. Just destroy in the same your way. notifications yeah. are going on. And then you go into that app to deal for with sure. Twitter, oh, okay. That's is my fair. guess. But but yeah, it's just but so Paul instantly he gets the fame that he's looking for overnight. He's uh, doing TV interviews. Yeah. 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 He's gonna go on Colbert. Like people are recognizing jokes. him in the street. Right. They're you know, they're wanting pictures. Like, and I do and I like this this scene where a guy breaks into the like they have lived this life that is very mundane and very vanilla mm-hmm. if i can use that term sure where they don't have to really worry about locking their doors maybe and there's a guy who obviously, yeah they're in a nice neighborhood it's an yeah, old it's, house it's not the end of the world to not lock a window a or professor a and an architect or something right. they're just no one's coming for them no well this is i gotta tell you this is a terrifying scene the way this is filmed looks like something out of a horror movie and it feels so real yeah that yeah. i and was i was like uncomfortable watching this scene so this guy in but, a, and it's not the most terrifying suspenseful scene in this movie you yeah. don't think so no there's there's another one okay i think there's one that's anxiety inducing and the way that there was one in eighth oh, grade oh, oh, that was anxiety oh, oh, oh. inducing okay okay that's fair that's fair <laughs> but uh, look up look up videos about youtube stalkers yeah oh it's, i mean this it's is terrifying def- definitely a commentary on so he gets this overnight fame and people cannot we had a guy did you really yeah we had a guy that like somehow got our address and sent flowers to crystal shut up yeah mm-hmm. they got your address mm-hmm. holy i mean we do our best but it's there's only so much you can do sure i mean i guess we could transfer our house into an llc or something i don't know oh, but- oh man but but you look at these YouTubers that have 14 million, 20 million followers. I mean, that is a lot of people. And it's kind of like when people would watch TV and, and you're in their living room and you're their best friend, yeah. right? It's the With, law of averages too, right? Like 
as far as mental health but goes. But with YouTube, it's just, it's such this direct connection to or where, podcasts. It's, or what podcast. It's what yeah. they refer to as a parasocial relationship. Yeah, sure. And so it's like you listen to a podcast and you feel like you know that guy you or girl, lady, woman, whatever, all points in between. <laughs> and uh, that it's like, especially the way you tend to listen to podcasts, right? Sure. You tend to have headphones on. It's very much like getting pumped directly into mm-hmm. your head. Mm-hmm. And so... Yeah, I I I feel like if you know if I hung out with Mark Marin, we'd get along. Right. I feel like Ira Glass and I would be friends, <laughs> right? Like you 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 feel that way, but like and then over time, especially Mark Marin talks so much about his personal life. You know so much about their life, right? That you kind of forget that they don't they don't know, know about you. yours, right. right? You're just you're just a face to them. Not even that, right? But yeah, it's so hard. You're just a they have face, number. They have face yeah, but it's yeah. but it's so hard mentally to disconnect that because yeah. you listen to whether it's daily, weekly, whatever. You listen so much and know so much about them. Yeah. your brain just goes like, if you saw them, you'd be like, hey, whatever. But it's like you're just a, you're a person, right? Like, and it's not anything against the not saying oh this is a celebrity that's too big it's like they literally don't know you right so you have to think of it as like if you went to the grocery store and talked to the person at the checkout that you've never seen before like <laughs> your yeah. interaction to them is well, the I, same as you know because i think of I, when it comes i think of taylor swift and travis kelsey like i think that's a prime example where you see them you know kelsey has uh travis kelsey and that's the 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 tight end for the kansas city chiefs has a podcast. Oh, with I think his, we know. Everybody yeah, knows. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> has a podcast with his brother that is fantastic. But you see, like, you will never get that level of access to Taylor Swift where he is like that. Not going to say not a step below. That's not fair. But there's a level of access to him. And you see them like he talks. I don't know if he talks about the relationship, but you see the pictures of them at a concert or at a game or wherever. And it does give this feeling of like, oh, they're. They're like me. Right. They're just normal people. And it's like, no, they're not. <laughs> yeah. like, they're not normal people. And I don't mean that in a bad way. No. They just have and, a different and existence. And honestly, like, your level of access to him is rapidly diminishing the it longer is. he's with Travis. Uh, tra- as long as, the longer he's not with Travis Tritt. Uh, the <laughs> longer he's with Taylor Swift. Sure. And, yes. And, and and it has to. Yeah. Like, he, you they, know, they like when people try to shame Taylor Swift because she takes private jets. Like, look, there are lots of reasons to not like private jets, right? Yeah. Um, uh, and but it's funny because the people that are shaming her, they they they've never once complained about the environment, no, and damage to the environment. Like, they, they never. But suddenly, because it's a way to target Taylor Swift, it's the most important thing in the world. Gang up, but her. like in fairness to Taylor Swift. How the fuck <laughs> is she supposed to take a commercial flight? Oh, you're absolutely she right. Can't, that woman cannot she just, take a commercial she just flight. She have to buy the whole flight. Yeah. yeah. And then she's on a when, private when, yeah, She's back on a private jet. <laughs> right, that's exactly. It's, yeah. No, but people, that just, people are unreasonable. I, just, I You know, I just think about that. I think about that video uh, with Mike Tyson. Did you ever see that video? Which one? Where Tyson's on an airplane. And oh, he's just yeah. just minding his own business. And this guy. That's oh, what yeah. Happens. That's what happens when you're on also, a plane with Also, also, just, just in reference to that. He's Mike Tyson. Well, I don't, like, I don't care if he is 58 <laughs> years old. I am not. I'll be like, hey, champ, thank and, you. Unless Take you're care of yourself. also a heavyweight contender, there's no way you're going to go toe-to-toe with that guy, no. even if you're 25 and he's 50. He's going to hit you twice, and you're not going to see it coming, and yeah. then you're going to be on the floor with your teeth in your asshole. Yeah. Um, but 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 so this this I think is especially where the movie is talking about internet fame and instant celebrity and then the downside and the scary side yeah. is that people 
you just don't know who now is is targeting you and what right. they might do. And yeah, this guy. And I think this scene to me is kind of shows his worminess. But then, yeah, he does nothing. He does nothing. And I and now, granted, I was putting myself in that situation where it's like, okay, I'm trying. I'm looking to the. I'm looking for different ways to disarm yeah. him. I'm, you know, whatever. For a guy who doesn't, who cannot yeah. fight to save his life. What does he do rather than put himself in front of his wife? But but look, the whole movie, he's been asking people about what does he do in their dreams, and he does nothing. Right. And then this shows you in real life, he he does does nothing. nothing. This is how people view him because he does does nothing. It's just... He doesn't doesn't move to get in front of his wife. He doesn't move to get in front of his daughters. He just kind of freezes. Yeah, he just tells them. Like, the scene lingers there, and luckily, this killer is so incompetent and really doesn't... I also think he's just mentally ill. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying is that they're lucky that this was not someone that yes. actually showed up right. to do the job because this guy crouches in the corner and he just waves the knife and is like, I'm sorry, I have to, and he's just doing nothing. But it lingers on this scene and he has so much time mm-hmm. to protect himself and the family. So much time to grab right. anything, run away. <laughs> the guy's just sitting there like this and he's just like, ah, like it, he's doing nothing. And yeah. so, it, you know, it's... And uh, this is, uh, to me... Now the detective talks to him I and... The detective's like, you know, you left your like door unlocked. You're gonna have to lock your doors, you get a security <laughs> system. And he's like, think about moving. And like, we're not moving. Yeah, she's like, I grew up in this house. I'm well, not then moving. you better do something to protect get, yourself. Get security, and, get cameras. And he says to the it. guy, he's like, he's like, you know, it seems like you didn't do anything. Oh, <laughs> man. Like, that's however he says it. Like. Yeah. It doesn't seem like. It doesn't seem So then he gets an offer to come to this like tech, I don't know. It's, this, not, it's like a PR like a, firm, yeah, like a, P, a startup PR. It's like firm a boutique PR firm, with but like Michael a Sarah. social media. Like this is like influence. one of my favorite scenes. Oh, this is this great. Is great. Th- yeah. This scene with all three of them is phenomenal, and I love that Michael Sarah only plays against type now. Like he yeah. started off doing kind of the same thing for so long. Yeah, and yeah. Now he's like, if I'm going to take a role, it's going to be something totally. Yeah, he different. doesn't. He doesn't do that voice anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so he's basically he's talking to Paul, and he's just like, look. We've got an opportunity here. Like we can. Uh, I love how this starts with him kissing his ass, and then Paul's like, "Yeah, you're gonna, we're gonna do some big things together, or whatever." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah. Oh, you want to write a book? Okay, yeah, yeah. We got you." So we're thinking. We've been talking to Spray. <laughs> I love how it starts with this whole thing that could be just like huge, and really, he's like, "Yeah, we want you to sell ads in your." And I guess because my with my background is like marketing and concerts, and I'm sitting there like. Dude, just take the money. Take the money. Oh my gosh, of course. The because money. you know how you write your book with Sprite money. That's yeah. right. Like right, and, you and take, Obama money. You take the Sprite money and then you self-publish this ant book that nobody yeah. cares about, right? right? Because and then you did it. Yeah, like but this guy is so clueless. Yeah, he is so full, and also he's very full of himself, right? Like as, as much as as little yes. as he does, he sure does think highly of himself, right? And that's part of the problem is he cannot get beyond this feeling that he's so important he has this odd mixture of like narcissism and low self-esteem yeah <laughs> yes right and it was just he's not sitting, good. sitting no, around doing, i was married to it sitting, <laughs> he's sitting around doing nothing wondering why people aren't showering with them attend with attention right yeah and getting book deals and all this and it's like dude yeah because you suck yeah well, like, and you're not kinda, doing anything it, to get that yeah. right you're just you want something to but hand he, think, it to but he you. thinks doing a commercial for sprite is so is beneath, beneath him, him. Yeah. yet how many celebrities and athletes who are super talented do endorsements and commercials with sprite and skittles yeah, when and, we were in uh, london it was so weird to see 
all these commercials. Oh, the celebrity ads that don't with yeah. celebrities with American celebrities. That, yeah, that don't air here. Yeah, sure, for like yeah. perfume and Wasn't chips there, and yeah. stuff. There's like, always the one like the, there's an Arnold Schwarzenegger one from like Japan. Yeah, and it's, it's like, like sports drink or something. Yeah. I don't know. Clooney. They yeah. they all do these, and it's always for like some random for like chips. It's yeah. like it's just like random product placement right. stuff. But anyway, but Paul like he cannot believe that they would invite him, the guy that people dream about that does nothing literally as we've talked about he does nothing to make them dream of him right yeah he's showing up in their dreams for no reason he has put no effort in none it just does not i love the fact when when michael sarah's pitching this and he's like oh like you know you'll show up in somebody's dream holding a sprite we'll get people to dream about sprite and he's like if it works it'll be great he's like you know what if it doesn't work well then we've got a fun story about how we tried (laughs) this thing that didn't work right like it's it's not he's already planning for failure i love it right yeah Yeah. Yeah. it's also i wanted to be like why don't you just advertise for a mattress Casper mattress or something. Well, know. but no matter what, he wouldn't do anything. He he right. showed up because he thought this aver- advertising agency the, wanted to publish his going to get on the book. The, yeah. But the reason you wouldn't is because um, a thing like Casper mattress is very call to action, right? Oh, sure. So, like, I think in a dream, I guess you're already asleep. In a dream setting, a call to action sort of ad isn't going to work. You're going to need an ad that's more about branding. So you're going to need a soda, a beer. A fast food restaurant Fair. where you're just, which or, is what we see later. Yeah, which is what you're just trying to awareness. Just, yeah, you, it's just general awareness to keep a brand top of mind. The, uh, and there's a handful of brands that can that can advertise like that because they're you have to already be a household name for simply a sign that says Coke correct. to work. Yeah, right. Yes. If you just put up a sign that says Casper mattress, you're like what the hell is that? It doesn't really Anheuser Busch. I mean, all the right. funny ads like people know. Beer, Budweiser. Right. I mean, but you have to keep. But plugging. you have to yeah. get your brand to that point yeah. first before you can pivot to ads like that. This has been Freakonomics. Thank you. Brought to you by Real Spoilers. Yes, <laughs> um, I am Stephen Dubner. <laughs> so yeah, so they he goes to this meeting and of course he poo poos the entire sprite thing. And I do love this scene where Sarah just kind of turns around and like looks out the window, and in my head I was like, oh, this is the turn where he's going to be a bugok, but. And even like the, the I thought something really weird was going to happen. I, that's, I thought he, he was, I thought it was going to be like, look, you mother. But like, he was just taking doing. this like he was comically be long like Ned Beatty and yes, and, and, and network. network. But yes. he took this comically long and awkward time to reset because he's like, let's start <laughs> over. And he turns around. And you think that's where you just spin back around? Like, right. hey, nice to meet you. He takes he a minute. To it. reset. It's a whole different reset. And and so he's in this meeting with Molly and Mary. Molly is like the assistant yeah. that greets him at the door. And in the elevator, this is the first. First time, the first time anyone tells him they have a dream and he doesn't just stand there. Right. And she kind of, it just, she kind of hints at it at first, right? Well, he's like, do I, do I behave? And she was like, oh no. Oh no, you don't. And that's the first time we've heard anyone say that he doesn't just stand there. Because he's making a joke like his, that's his like cool guy, like, oh, do I behave? And she's like, no. And then that's all. Sarah like, makes a joke about it in the meeting. Well, when he's like, do you want to tell me more about it? And she's like, no. 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 And so they go into the meeting and they're talking about dreams. And then, yeah, she's been having some crazy <laughs> dreams about you. And he's like, what? And then so they go back into the elevator. And the, the meeting goes kind of the way that he and wants it Kate to. Kate Berlant is the other actor that's in there. I just think she's really good. I like they're her. They're both very good. They're all good in this scene. But I just think her facial expressions, the way she's like going along with things and yeah. trying to like they're doing the ad agency thing. You know, if you're yeah, ever in marketing very much meetings the second and in command, trying like, to sell oh, things no. and be positive about everything that's happening. And I just thought she was great. Yeah. So they get back and it's Molly and, and Paul back in the elevator and Molly's just, you know, she's 
trying not to flirt with him, but she's like, she's trying to do the, like, I'm not flirting, but I am flirting. Yeah. And she's like, you know, if you, how long are you in town? And he's like, oh, I'm just going to catch a flight in the morning. She's like, well, if you, you know, wanted to grab a drink and he's like, why? And she's like, ah, just whatever. Um, and then they end up going to have a drink together. And I was like, dude, this gal is going to break you in half. Like, you don't have <laughs> but it's any also idea. Played in this fascinating way where it's like, you could tell she's not attracted to him at all, but she's also intrigued because of her dream. And her dream so, is very intense. Yeah. Like it's a very intense sex dream for her. Yeah. And yeah. this guy is this person who has been like this thing in a dream is now literally sitting in front of her. Yeah. And she's like, I gotta know. Right. right. I gotta know. Yeah. Um, so they go back to her place. Well, so she tells them about it first. That's right. right. They're That's at right. the bar. They're talking. People are staring at him, whatever. And it's just a very weird. He's also, he also dresses like a douchebag. Like he's always got like the zip up sweater. Well, he wants to be a, like, I mean, he is a professor, but he wants to be like an expert. He dresses like a world renowned. What, he's you know got what I mean? that he giant just, uh, like coat with the, I got to tell you, the hood was driving me bananas. I was like, can you just push the put down like golly um but he never takes the jacket off until he gets to the apartment but so so he's like they're talking and he's very much nerdy and awkward and just has nothing all the stuff he says and the same with everybody is not interesting no one likes talking to this guy and so you know you can tell she's just like yeah this is this was a mistake well but but she doesn't she thinks it's a mistake but she's like i'm still gonna try it well right but then he's like tell me about your dream and then so you see it play out right it is is gross and this is the first dream that isn't just a him standing there doing but i will say this is the, uh, the second scene that scared the crap out of me is him like in the corner and much like Hereditary, we're like, am I looking at something? Like, what yeah. am I looking at? Well, yeah. you can kind of see his silhouette, but you're not entirely sure that you're looking at something. So, Joe, tell us about this sexy dream. It <laughs> was not fun to watch. I don't. Nicholas Cage. <laughs> well, not as this character. Yeah, certainly. no, thank you. But uh, basically, but he like he comes takes, out of he the takes control and, and, yeah. he, and he dominates her. And it's not in a like unwanted way like everything's on the on in but the it's dream. also the like it's like a, it's the fantasy yeah. it's like a what you know it's like a what they would now call a ravishment fan yes oh, okay. yes it's yes. like that's exactly yeah. it. she's who are you whatever and he comes out of the corner he doesn't say anything and he just starts does what he's manipulating yes. her correct. And, correct. and like in her ear and neck and what does she say alluding we knew what would happen right because someone says at some point in the movie she's like like it does, he's like, do I do anything? She's like, yeah, we we or something. Yeah, right, right, right. So he definitely like does not sugarcoat at some point. Yes, and so we see the whole thing play out. And like then, the most, it's, I think I think it's like the most intense orgasms I've ever had. Yeah, like, like it's when great. she wakes up, and and so he's like, this is the first time anyone has given him that kind of attention. Right. I mean, so far the attention has just been you're there, and he's been constantly craving not only attention, but he wants someone to actually care about him or find him attractive or whatever. Yes. So now that he has this, he doesn't want to cheat on his wife, but also this is the first time anyone has right. really noticed And then he him. also, like, he, he gets a little nervous about this guy, Chris, who it works in his wife's office. Rightfully so. Uh, yeah. Oh, you think so? I think so. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think so. Not from those first... It, the first time we see them interacting, I didn't think that at all. I think... It, I would agree, but, like, once she's on the project... Okay. Yeah. Okay. I got instant. I mean, when you're in London, you call back home, and there's a guy at your house, yeah. and the kids aren't there. That's fair. And she didn't tell you. I mean, all she right. has to do is say, Chris is coming over to work. Like, she didn't tell him until he called, right. and he hears a guy there with her. That's like, fair. That's fair. Oh, no. She was, at the, she was still at the office. Oh, they were at the office. Okay. But it doesn't matter. 
Okay, because he said, where are the kids? So I thought they were at the house. But they're alone together. Yes, and, yes. you know, it just... And that's the other thing is, like, because of Paul's fame, Janet got to get on this project that she yeah. wanted to get on because everybody was like, oh, yeah, I know. You're the, you're the wife of the guy in everybody's dreams. Yeah. So she's also benefiting mm-hmm. from the dreams. Um, oh, boy. So, that, so once he hears that that she's alone with Chris and he feels that essentially it's kind of seemed, I think he feels that she's going to cheat on him. Right. He's very uncomfortable with the situation. And then she's like, Hey, I just, I can't help myself. I want to try something. (laughs) And so I think he kind of goes along with it to get back at her, even though I don't believe anything was happening at the office, but I do believe it was set up that it did feel like Chris. So this is the turn, right? Yeah. This is when the dreams turn. Right. Because he does something bad. Right. He should have never put himself in that position. And I do feel like he was kind of going in. It's hard to differentiate between the two. I don't feel that he said, yes, I'm going to go cheat on her now. But I think he felt like he wanted to see if it was if that was if what she was hinting at was real. Right. But then also, if you put yourself in that position, you have no one to blame but yourself. For sure. Because you don't put yourself in that position thinking, well, nothing will happen. Like, (laughs) I mean, also like this. She is a very and I and I mean this in the in the best. She's a very assertive woman. And he is a very submissive dude where mm-hmm. she's like, we're doing this. I'm going to go change clothes. You're going to go stand over there in the corner. <laughs> like, no, she's like, no, a little bit further, eh, a little bit further, but you don't put yourself in the position where someone says, I've been having sex dreams about you and Hey, come back to my place. Right, we've been right, drinking. Right, and I want right, to try right. something. I mean, what do you think? <laughs> right. What do you think? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so he put himself in and he has no one to blame, but himself. He didn't put himself in. And it's all based on his wanting to feel important and loved. Couldn't and, even get to that part. Yeah. Because he, yeah, but clearly, yeah, it just shows you he's not <laughs> aggressive or assertive. Or I thought I was the only one in the theater when I saw it because I saw oh. it like a very early, like yeah. you know, and I didn't expect. And this scene when he farts, like I <laughs> <Yeah>. audibly laughed, <laughs> and I like heard movement in front of me, and I was like, "Oh, sh-. sorry." sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, and then like she's like, you know, he farts uh, because he's. Not- nervous oh it's, it's very natural yeah when you're nervous she's like okay fine and then she goes back to his belt uh and she can't get his belt and of course he uh finishes very 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 <laughs> very early his belt and off. then farts again and it's <laughs> so, like god this just, scene is so awkward get out yes. man and he does he abort, runs away abort, he runs out. away so now he goes home doesn't say anything but now Everything is different. But don't we flash forward from here, or at least soon after, we cut forward to people's dreams? We start seeing the, yeah. the kid He's murdering clubbed. them. Yeah, it's it's and very... Very graphic. This is like a drive in the elevator level of murder. Nobody gets their... I mean, maybe a little bit. What? The guy... You see him getting smashed in Yeah, the but that guy in drive gets... Like, you see his skull charge. I know, but it's <laughs> it's the not pull away type of violence. That is true. It is yes. the, you You're see watching it happening. Happen. Yeah. yeah. And he, it's, that's every dream that we're having. So now his class pe- is yeah. gone and everybody's like, we don't really want to be around you. And this is, this is hard for me because he didn't do anything. Right? Like he, I understand that like the psyche I, is there. I get it. I said to my I said to my wife, I'm like, this is like the worst of both worlds. Yes. You basically cheated on your wife, but you <laughs> didn't actually get to cheat on your wife. <laughs> and, and But you're also like, you're, 
they're making him responsible for the dreams. Well, how many times have you guys had a partner where they have a dream about you cheating on them and they're mad at you? Yeah. I, I mean, that's a thing that I think is pretty common. And it, I mean, it doesn't say not that it lasts forever, but like, they're like mad at you and you're like, I didn't do anything. I would get texts in the middle of the night at work. She's like, oh man, you were a dream. I was like, sorry. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think like, that's, that's just something that I've, I've heard that story multiple times where some, where someone's partner gets mad at them for a dream. Yes. And I just thought this is such a, this is like taken to turn it up to 11. (laughs) Right. So this dude's world starts falling apart because people are turning on him. The the backlash has begun. He got famous for no reason. Right. And he got infamous for no reason. reason. So his class is diminished and kids will not come to his class. Uh, His kids are getting made fun of at school. His wife is kicked off the project and and he's like been sent on a vacation. Yeah, he's been yes, correct. He said he's he's a vacation. Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows is his boss. At the, I was like, hey man, Tim Meadows is still around. At the That's university, great. yeah. Uh, and they have some good scenes together. And uh, I like when he comes in. Have you been dreaming of me? I've been dreaming what? of what? <laughs> and uh, but he but he basically was he the longest cast longest running cast member on SNL. No, uh, he was well, he was at one until point until Keenan. Keenan Thompson. Now. Okay, okay. And I know uh, Phil Hartman. Was like twelve seasons or something. Oh, is that right? Yeah, he was really? really. I feel long. like oh, Tim wow. Meadows would just show up and, and was like, uh, man, um, uh, Daryl Hammond. Oh, oh yeah, well, especially yeah. if you count him now that he's the announcer, the announcer. right? But um, even but, before that, he would but because they kept Daryl Hammond for a long time because he was basically just like a utility player, mm-hmm. right? He wouldn't write or do any of the other stuff. They would just be like, "We need these three impressions this week." There's and, a guy on there, and now. he'd show up on Fridays. Yeah, the guy who does who their Trump looks eerily and sounds uh, like Darryl that guy's great. Yes, yeah. what is his name? John? I don't know. He's very James. This is a- James. <clears throat> God, James, it's James something. This is a really is, solid cast. He is so, I like this cast a lot. But that James Arnold, well, I can't remember what his name is, but he's really freaking great. Yeah. Um, Which is, I mean, that's, I think that's why Baldwin said he wasn't going to do it anymore. Well, Baldwin said he was, I'm, I'm going to let Baldwin? someone. Baldwin? What did I say? That sounded like you're saying Baldwin. You're saying it fast. I just oh, oh yeah. Quick. I was like, Baldwin. man, now my head's messed up. <laughs> Baldwin. But yeah. but yeah, so that he was doing Trump forever. And then I think he finally says, like, I'll just let a cast member do it. Yeah. Like, don't bring well, me on. This guy's Trump is better. It's more. It is better. It's a more accurate it's... representation of how Trump speaks. Yeah. Of just like. Oh, the word, sounds Baldwin just was very like word salad gibberish. Yeah. yeah no, this <laughs> yeah. guy, it, he's got the, the tone down. It sounds like him, but it's like the way he speaks. Yeah. Yes. Rhythm. He's got that little yeah. gobble neck. So I think is, the makeup's pretty great. I his... love it when he does the thing when he shows up. I don't know if they've done it at all this season, but when he shows up on Weekend Update and then goes through like the seven <laughs> items real yeah. quick as, as Trump, and he's like, I, do it I just, that's so funny. He is very, he is very funny. Yeah. Um, so, but now everybody's turned on him. And he... and then no one is taking his side. He's like, I didn't do anything. <laughs> whatever and whoever he talks to like tim meadows is like yeah i think this is best to just, just do whatever and, and then and his wife is like well yeah maybe you should stop doing interviews or like just, just but he stop, did stop. and then he does this apology video and as i'm well, watching before the apology video he goes back to or he leaves class after he's leaving or whatever to go home and they've spray painted oh, his car yeah 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 the apology video is for his blow up yes basically. and they painted a loser on his car and i was like yeah i'd be pissed off too the school name I just feel like I need to point this yeah. out. Is an anagram for loser. Oh, what is, is the, it what really? Is the school? Osler. Oh, it that's is Osler. Funny. Yeah. Okay. Good that's call. really good. Yeah. That's pretty funny. They spray painted his car, but he's having a meltdown because his life is falling apart. And again, like, I mean, 
This it, is where the movie loses. When things me. are out of your control, it is hard not to be upset. Like I didn't do anything, whatever you know. Uh, and so his See, I life. Think this part of the movie is great. It, okay, I, right like on. I where where I won't say it loses me, but where it diminishes itself is the technology aspect at the end. Oh but, sure, yeah. that uh, feels like something out of her. It, that feels where it gets very Black Mirror, yeah, and but, not in a good way. And I love Black Mirror, sure, but, yeah. yeah. But he but he blows up at these kids and he says, "What well, you you're all." effing babies and he's cursing at him and whatever he's having a total meltdown yeah he definitely has like a like a like a right wing snowflake kind of like reaction to these but i will also say like their requests and their like need for a safe space is dumb right like it's like it's just a dream (laughs) ultimately this guy has no control oh that's what it's after he's already left and taken his vacation but he comes back one time because they have like a counselor come in yeah and to try to the whole class is there just like here's a picture he's a nice guy come in paul and 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 this is another one of those tense moments where he's just kind of like i thought this was a dream initially i thought it was he was going to kill the teacher i thought it was a dream but i was really glad they didn't do head fakes with dreams like if, if it was a dream it was normally established pretty quickly it was a dream because i hate when movies I do thought that. the one but they're allowed at this, one like at this counseling if, if it was yeah. a dream and you're like all the kids are like you know nervous and the counselor's like it's okay it's a safe space and he comes closer and then he like tears her head off and like <laughs> right. I feel like they could do one but yeah I agree I don't want constant yeah, I thought the one at the so. school with his daughter was a dream yeah I and guess I the head like, fake was the cow. student that he breaks the first time when he goes there's like two students that first see him in their dreams and you know they we kind of follow them he yeah. sees them in the hallway yeah. well he goes to her door when things are kind of falling apart and you think like he's just got to talk to her about something about class and she's like I'm busy like it's very creepy you know he's like let me in like that is a head fake because it starts off you don't know it's a dream right and then he so initially i thought that was going to be like she this girl fed that doctor because we see the doctor has published this book uh, this article in nature magazine and it refers to his it steals his verbiage because he even says like when she's like well a lot of people study the same thing blah 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 and he's like but you didn't say intelligence right i don't want intelligence and then she uses it later on and she's published i initially thought that that first student was gonna be like he was feeding her this this other woman information but But, anyway but yeah so he he ends up like his they're embarrassed by his meltdown he has a total meltdown tantrum the family's embarrassed People and then don't he, want. Oh, that's right. And then he has a dream about himself killing yeah. himself. Yeah. And so this he, is the first time he's seen himself in a dream. Right. And it's yeah, the killer dream where it's a really cool sequence. I mean, this movie looks great. This is done by the same cinematographer who did Mandy. Oh, that tracks. It is a very similar yep, yep, look. Yep. Uh, that makes a lot of Benjamin, sense. Benjamin. I'll look him up. As, as I wonder if it's Benjamin. a Nicholas Cage guy. It might. Well, it might be, but I think Mandy might have been the only other one. But didn't he? But do, this guy he knew is, the color of space based on Barry Manilow song. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, no, he didn't do Color of Space, which is another great Nicholas Cage yes, movie. Those two, Mandy and Color of Space, back to back, are wackadoo movies in the best possible. But this way. is a crazy movie where someone in like camo and a hunting hat and a crossbow is chasing <laughs> him through his neighborhood, and they're shooting him. It looks really good, and it's scary and intense. And then you get to the guy, and you see his face, and it's him. It's right, and yeah. he goes online, and he makes this video, and it's the most. <sighs> I think I honestly believe that he was trying to be sincere. And it just came off as the most insincere thing he could do. Well, he was trying to be sincere for sure, but but this is this is a total commentary on YouTuber apology videos. Yes, yes. because they they do this terrible stuff, but then they make a video that makes him look ten times worse because they won't just own up to it. Because he does he. 
he in his own naive way was trying to be sincere but he what does he do he also makes goes, it about now him. yeah now i know how you feel no really <laughs> yeah. because now i know the i terror. have i have it's, a lived experience him. yeah so now please relate to me and whatever because look what i've gone through right whatever. so he's trying to say like i understand but make it about himself <laughs> the daughter's reaction is my favorite she's like well i'm just gonna have to kill myself yeah i don't know what else to do uh and his wife is like you you were done and i do think it's like man you turned on him real quick like I, you can't blame you can't blame him for what you can blame him for the video you can blame him sort of for blowing up on those kids but like he hasn't done anything. But I do kind of wonder if this was a long time coming. They've been together for 15 years, and you see how this guy their, is. Their marriage seemed pretty tepid. That's fair. Yeah. 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 So yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think... I think, think this, this was, was like the straw a... that broke the game. Yeah. I got you. I got you. I agree, because I also did think their relationship was Just kind like of... Rose Byrne. All you had to do... <laughs> but... Oh, Jesus. Uh, we definitely know who the monster of this podcast is. Not me! No, Rose <laughs> Byrne. That's who it is. Yes. It's always the person going, it's not me! It's not me! I didn't do anything! Say that. I didn't do anything. I'm not going to say that. that sound like? So, so anyway, they have this kind of cute relationship, and I agree. But I just kept thinking, like, why are you with this guy? Right? Because well, yeah. I thought about the other woman too. Like when he see, when he goes in that when he sees his ex girlfriend, it's like, what did you see in this well, guy? But they are ex. They're exes. That's true. Right? But they saw like, something. They saw something. Oh, they ha- I know. Yeah. But we don't know how. It didn't necessarily last that long. I'm just saying this one's been married to him for 15 years. Right. And that's great. If it works for them, that's great. I'm not saying. But you see the way he acts. And I just kept thinking, like, what is she getting out of this? <laughs> Why are they? But but it was kind of cute. And then when it just falls apart. It quickly. It seems quick. But I do think that she's been for 15 years probably questioning, what am I doing? Yeah. That's this guy fair. is fair. a self-absorbed wimpy just narcissist wormy guy yeah uh but he's a narcissist that has like no reason yeah to feel like a but yeah oh we should say that he gets invited to the special party nobody shows up except for him because he's a psychopath in the people's dreams yeah and then even this guy's wife is like i can't do this and she's you know the guy's like look she had a pretty rough day at work and we get a flashback of Nicolas Cage murdering her while she's I like at the work. little flashes when he's around people. Uh-huh. You start to see little flashes of what he does in their dreams. Of their dreams, and yeah. And you just, for real quick, you see him doing strangling someone or whatever. And right. I like that. Um, yeah, so then, it, I mean, we've... we've she flat. just couldn't handle it. Like, it, these dreams are so traumatizing to these people. Like, they're so real. They're these vivid dreams. Yeah. And he is murdering them in super violent ways. So people can't be around him in real life. Yeah, which I do, again, it's just like... Okay, I I hear it. I know there's a line in this where like he talks about trauma, and I do believe that trauma is real. I I I don't think that a dream is trauma. If it's just a dream, if it like if I, it, know, I think man. if it's a if it's a dream that maybe that's some of of your trauma, right? Like if it's something that happened to you, whether it's a car accident or an assault or something. But this I, is a reoccurring dream. They is it murdering a, them constantly this is so they're saying that they're having this dream every night or a lot yeah okay he's not just doing I it was, once i was thinking like, that it was like a one-time thing he is freddy krueger <laughs> which mean, they reference a lot right? yeah <laughs> that glove is great for the photo what a great photo shoot yes that's, you know that's a cool idea you can't use but, the real one but we'll no he like is one. he is terrorizing them in their dreams so i think he I, okay but it's again not his fault right, so we <laughs> right. Have to, but we, i also get like and this is where i think like the right might glob onto this movie is because i i do feel like like we we have defined trauma down quite a bit and to Mm. some degree that's fair but there's also a point where it's like i see this post on facebook 
every time. I always think this every time I see it. But it's that post where somebody's like, uh, you should always be kind because you don't know what battle yes. someone is fighting. And I'm like, okay, well, when I'm not being kind, you don't know what battle I'm fighting. So go fuck yourself. <laughs> like, right? Like, so, like, but I mean, but that's the, that's the like snake eating its yeah. own tail yes. downward spiral you can also fall into if you sure. don't use a, a little critical thinking. Correct. But, but if, but if, I mean, I, I like the idea behind that though, because if, if everyone acted that way, For then you sure. wouldn't have people being but, jerks. But, just, but it's just, about balance, of course. Right? Like you that, can't you, you know. can't let people walk all yeah. over you or do terrible things and say like, oh well, maybe they're having a bad day. But instead of just jumping to this person's a piece of crap and they should die in a fire, you <laughs> right. know what I mean? Yeah, right, like, right, right. Maybe they're having a bad day. Having a bad, having an off day. Yeah. It I tried to like if you go to the grocery store, or Walmart, or whatever. And God, if you had to work at Walmart, oh, like, I get it. And the person's like not that nice to you. It's like I'm like. Okay, they're pro- they're probably not enjoying their job. They probably just dealt with someone that mm-hmm. was a total asshole to them or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Just like to try to like, okay, it's whatever. It's whatever. Like you're just having a, I get it. It's fine. But yeah, I get it. Balance for sure. Yes. Yeah. So now Michael Sarah has to call him and he's like, look, this thing is off the rails. We need to pivot. And he's just like... We may need he's to like, like start thing. focusing he's, on he's like the, the sprite thing MAGA, is gone. MAGA hats and yeah. alt right off the table. Like, <laughs> he's like, what about Obama? And they're like, Obama? no. Yeah. He's like, but he's we, like the whole corporate thing is is not going to. We work. did get you an interview time with Tucker Carlson. It's yeah. Like, oh <laughs> God. Well, no. I can get you on Rogan. Well, was, no, I think yeah, somebody said they that. said maybe we need to get you on Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson, yeah, yeah or Joe so, Rogan. Or, yeah. Have you heard of a comedian named Matt Reif? Oh. I have heard of Matt Reif. Who's getting canceled because he's his audience is women and he starts off his Netflix special with abuse and a, getting the a, kitchen it's a, jokes. It's a domestic violence joke. Yeah. And and a getting the women should get in the kitchen joke. But what was his first interview after all this controversy? Oh, I don't know. What was it? He ran to Jordan Peterson. Did he really? So I'm like, when this movie oh, came out, weird. it was not reactionary. I mean, yeah. the movie's been out. It was at Sundance or whatever. It was been out for months at festivals. I'm just like, holy crap, did they get that right? Because yeah. this, Man, is exactly, is... this is exactly the playbook. You it get is. canceled. You go to the side that is against cancel culture. I don't even think, like, the joke is, it's not a good joke. What's but. That? The the Matt oh. Reif. it's not well, a that's good, a whole different discussion. But I just but at the same time it's like but you could get canceled and not go to I mean yeah but, going straight to that but Joe guy. did you see his response uh, about the oh yeah the, the, if the you helmet? would like if you would like my apology video click this link and then it sends you to a website to buy a special needs helmet that I mean does he's that, just doubling down yeah. and what side doubles down never admits the wrong he could actually apologize but, and, and maybe he doesn't want to and but, it's weird because when you see his crowd work like he. He always his crowd work is really good, and he mm-hmm. always like there's never been a tinge of that. Well, stuff. Here's the problem. So he got famous for crowd work. Yeah. You see 15 second TikTok videos, and then you go see his whole special. Right. Or watch his whole special. I went to it. Me and Katie were like, "This isn't funny." Like, but did he, but he sold that place out, right? Because people. Yeah. He he could have writ he could have ridden this wave to superstardom, but he just. You know, he he told some jokes that weren't even that funny, and then he doubled down, and now he's going on on Jordan Peterson, which means next, if he's still canceled, he's gonna go on all these. And it's just, 
It's just crazy to see someone throw away a career. He had the world by the balls. Oh, and it was fast. By the yes, he went it from ha- and and he's been around for a long time. He was now, on Wild and Out. Yeah, now yeah. mind you, it's not fast in his career, but right. his popularity was fast. Sure, sure, sure. And he was selling places out. And then I just feel like if you had a PR team that said, "Hey." You need to either just not say anything or let's let it cool off or maybe do an apology, even if you don't think you should. Like, maybe the right move PR-wise. Here's the thing. Dave Chappelle can get away with that joke. Yes, because he's Dave Chappelle. He's Dave Chappelle. he will still sell places. He'll be fine. He's a multimillionaire. Yep. This guy, Matt I mean. Rife. Uh, maybe you should get back he's on He's going to go on a tour with uh, Jim Brewer and Rob Schneider. Well. I mean, that's. Those are two mega guys. That's what I'm saying yeah. is that. But, yeah. but but look at them. They now who is their fan base. Yeah. Louis C.K. Yeah. Is he a mega guy? He's not a mega guy. But he but, got canceled, but for sure. He got canceled, and like that's what his crowd is now. Interesting. So it's just it, it's crazy. which is funny because he's not that kind he's of guy. He's not that guy. He hates those people. Same thing about Bill Burr. Yeah, but because he got canceled. Yeah, but Bill Burr Burr isn't cancelable. That's no, the thing. That's true. That's the thing. He's smart because he says whatever he wants, but he's also he's not a mega guy. No. He's liberal, no. but he calls out everyone, and he yes. makes fun of everyone. Right? Is yeah. no one? He's like he's like South Park in a person, right? Like, <laughs> but he just makes fun of everybody. Yeah, that's a good call. But he's so he's just been so adopted by like that's his comedy, and yeah. you like can't cancel him. But he's not going to one side or the other. He's just like you're all idiots. You're he all will just idiots. tell you you're all. And so he has owned that and whatever. That's funny. So anyway, but this is exactly what just happened with that Matt Rife, that's and true. it's crazy that this movie's like yeah, you can go on Jordan Peterson, Tucker Carlson, whatever, and it's like. Wow, we just this is happening right now. Yeah, so man, that's uh, and I did like that guy's crowd work. It was really good. Yeah, the, it, was, it was hilarious. Yeah. And then go watch his special. I don't know. I'm good. Well, you know that's that's the the problem when it comes to comedy. Like you need to give people some space because people being the audience or the comedian, the comedian, because it's like as they're getting there, they're going to say things. Yes, if you want edgy comedy, sometimes they're going to miss the mark. Yeah, right and. And so now the problem here is this isn't him building a special. He put it he on a special. It. He had a, a, it, an hour it, special. It made it through the the screening process. Mm-hmm. That particular joke, but I think and the same joke is how he starts his show live too. So that was his thing. Yeah, he goes like, "I'm just testing the water." He starts off with a really really edgy joke, right? And no one in the audience was like totally cracking over it. We were all just like, "This is awkward." Yeah. Mm. Because it's not that funny of a joke. Like I right. get being edgy, but like it's not even that funny. Why would you lay it all on the line for that. Interesting. But I I will also say, I think ultimately part of the problem with cancel culture. And I, I hesitate to use that because it's like constant. I, I've started like somebody said it's consequence culture, right? Because it's like, I'm okay with God, but there also doesn't seem to be a path back. Right. A redemption. Yeah. 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 Like, and so, I mean, I think that like, if we want people to have consequences, I don't think, you know, it needs to be a binary choice oh. of like, and you never get to work again. That's the balance which is, you spoke Which of. is why people end up gravitating towards the, to to this these this maggot crowd because yeah. they're you know they're like oh fuck your feelings unless it's Taylor Swift says dads chads and brads and suddenly right right it's right like, feelings are very mean to me yeah and so it's like pick your battles bro yeah like so. But, but there, there has to be balance. I right. agree. That's the problem. Yeah. And it's the same thing. There, there with, needs to be a space to allow people to say, yeah, in retrospect. Right. I should. That's that's not 
what I meant I think, to say. I, I think and Jake, I was trying to be edgy and I was and I was trying to push the limits and like that didn't land how I wanted it to. I think James Gunn is a pretty good example of that. And I think James Gunn only pulled it off because he had kind of already gone through the process. Yeah. So people and it was such a ginned up controversy. Sure. Right. We found this thing from 12 years ago that you had already, already apologized, already for. apologized for. Yeah. And we're going to bring it back. And I'm you know, so glad. He, I'm so glad they let him come back because yeah. that would have been a terrible mistake. Oh, to, for sure. To, yeah. to, you know, but, but yeah, I think I, I think. But that's what this movie's saying. The, the, the amount of people that were able to recoup after being canceled is real small. Yeah. Um, yeah. You got to be super, super talented. And James Gunn is super talented. Yeah. yeah. And they brought him back. Cause I realized we need him to make 10 hundreds of millions of dollars <laughs> with this movie. So like you're willing to give people a shot when it comes to the monetary, like we'll roll the dice. Yeah. Now, if you're just some Joe Schmo, and but get I think if James Gunn had done that same tweet in real time, that's problem. And it wasn't a 10 or 12 year old tweet. Oh, yeah. I don't think he would have come back. Probably I don't think not. they would have brought him. No, back. no, I, I, I agree with you. No, he yeah. had an out that it was already right. done in the past. But that's what this movie's saying, right? Yeah, he gets this guy gets canceled for something he literally did not do. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think this movie is a commentary on cancel culture it has a lot to say. There's a ton. Well, of it's, I mean, and then we get to the end of this movie and his life is ruined. His life is completely. He's divorced. He's cast to get his own place. He does get his book, but his book signing gets well, he it, says only they, in France. He says they love you in France. He goes, I don't know. Like, you know, no one will touch you here, but in France, they love you. We don't know why. They but love, I don't know. They, I don't, no, that's what Michael Sarah says. No, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. know why. But but so he goes to France. He goes, yeah, he's like, you're going to do an interview with Rue Morgue. And I was like, Rue Morgue? That's a dope-ass magazine. Like, well done. Uh, but they're doing him, making him do all of these ridiculous poses. And, of course, they give him the, the medieval Freddy glove. That was and he great. puts it on. And he, he's like, I'm not wearing this. And he's like, oh, you're wearing it. But he's talking <laughs> to the people. And at this point he still wants to be the guy that's like, I'm better than this, but he's just like looking at his situation. And he's he just like, leans into he's it. like, I'm not, he's finally realizing he's like, what do I have left? Right. At this point? So he does the thing and he looks unhappy doing it. But. And he's signing the books. He gets hit in the head with a lamp with a light that breaks off. But then we see this, which I thought was going to be the end of the movie. Then we get this weird ad for basically it's her. It's the, it's the bracelet that allows you to enter other people's dreams. Which I was also like, if you're doing it consciously, that seems a little assaulty. Like to to well, actively put yourself into somebody's dream and try to advertise there. The way I seems the way, little, I, the way I looked at this is it's the commercialization of everything. The way that people so they've got this phenomenon. The whole movie revolves around this guy who everyone's dreaming about. They don't know why. Right, he's doing nothing to cause it. Right. It's just happening. So, of course, what are corporations going to do? Jump we need all to find a way to harness this and sell it. Right? It's like people that want to like sell ads on the moon or whatever. Right? Like people yeah, are going right, to find right, right. ways to make money on this stuff. So now we go into, of course, the corporations have found a way to scientifically make this shared dream thing between if you wear this bracelet that the director said is oh so i guess that's the thing you right have like to, you have, you to, have, have to, to wear i took okay. it as you have to wear the bracelet. you're inviting i, I initially to, thought that it was yeah. like they're just invading people's dreams no. and showing them these stupid no. shoes because it's through technology so okay. you have okay, to be okay, in the okay. network and they say like you have to like welcome you're sinking in and all your whatever but yeah, 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 yeah. but but you're right it's the the movie was i think a little better when it was in this shrouded in this mystery and you don't know why and it doesn't need an explanation and now they're bringing up like oh now we can technologically do this which is just mumbo jumbo it's the right. stuff they're saying it's it's like, that's yeah. where it gets very black yeah. but it's also that this is another <laughs> instance where paul 
was kind of the leading guy in this, and now he's he gets just no another, credit. Right now, it's he's all, just a consumer. It's all thanks to him, but he doesn't right. get any credit. He doesn't get any. Yeah, and right. they talk about how like, well, he's kind of caused a negative stereotype for this technology which isn't fair right because he's like yeah. I didn't, I didn't but like without this you, the movie doesn't have an ending right yeah so the ending right. of this is earlier. so he's getting his apartment the kids are moving in and you they know don't like they it. don't it like it funny. it's a it's a bummer but it's like this is i'll tell you in there <laughs> that's <He's>, cool <laughs> He's been reduced down to nothing though he's got everything taken away from him but he but he's like it's also interesting because it, he has this interaction earlier with his wife where she's like, you know, that time I went to the Halloween party and you wore that, the talking head suit. She's like, yeah, that's your fantasy. So that he figures out how to get into, is he getting into her dream? Well, that's, it's open to interpretation. Yeah. Or you think that's his dream? I, it, but so either way, I don't know, but he's that, in this but here's, cause here's the thing. Would she really wear this technology yeah, she'd have after to be this? wearing that bracelet. Oh, so that's what right, makes. I mean, right, I'm right, skeptical, right, right. but the movie leaves it open. We don't. But you have to. I would have to think she's not. She's not a this part is his, of this. This is his. Dream. I think it's his dream. So he, he, she is surrounded. She's surrounded by a ring of fire, uh, in a red dress, and he walks out of the shadows in the talking head suit and kind of pulls her out, and they have this. Uh, really nice interaction between the two and they reconnect and then he's like I wish this was real and he just kind of floats up into this into the sky and she's reaching up for him and then it's credits but you know what again because it's open to interpretation maybe I mean the way they left things the last time he sees her in person is he's leaving to go to France I believe yeah, yeah. and he's like oh I'm not leaving for four days I can stop by and she's like I'll see you when you get back. Like she's well, never- initially you see it. She's like, you know, they kind of hold hands and they're they're both tears oh, up, dream. right, right, right. But and it, then it snaps he back imag- because I mean, haven't we all done this? Where you're like talking yourself up, like you're going into a situation, like this is how it's going to play out, yeah, right? And right. you get there and it's just nothing. You're like, that didn't go the way. <laughs> right. so, so he's dreaming up his like hero scenario, the, perf- the perfect. Ending. I walk in, yeah. He wants the happy ending. Well. He does, but uh, he he imagines all this, and she wants nothing. But she still looks sad. She's yeah. still sad of the, you know. I mean, How, what became yeah. of all this? And right. so maybe I mean, if you want to interpret it that way, maybe she does get the thing and thinks, well, maybe I will see him, and maybe something will spark, and he does the perfect thing she asked for. Right. You know, maybe they do get a happy ending. Maybe because at the end not. of the day, this guy didn't do anything wrong. Right. You can't really. I mean, he, he made a, really shitty decisions. He did, and he's a narcissist, and he's whatever. But like. He didn't kill people. He didn't. What you know what like, I mean? And it's, when we say narcissist, not in the medical sense. Correct. Like, he's just very self-involved. Yes. You know. Yes. And and so it's like he's not like you said. He's he's not a bad guy. He has a very he, high opinion of himself. He hasn't done any like you know. Unlike a lot of people who get canceled, he has not done <laughs> anything to deserve it. Yeah. He but he didn't. He didn't deserve his fame. He didn't deserve his cancel. Exactly. Right. And so right. like say at the end that maybe he does get it that happy ending like i wouldn't say he doesn't deserve it so maybe 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 they I, do. See, I didn't take it as a happy ending. I took it as, this is all he's got left that's kind of what i think he it shows as. up he's in her dreams and that's all he to something. all he can ever have of her right and any degree of normalcy could, it could be yeah right? yeah but i i really like this movie yeah. i thought the black mirror stuff was a little weak although i know they can't get to the end without it and it's only five it's, minutes it's the last it's the very very yeah. end but i i it's thought it's a this fun was, ride it's a yeah. crazy it loses it loses me when it when everything turns like yeah. i was like oh these killing dreams are great and then when everybody turns on it's like you bunch of dicks but that's what would happen it is what would happen that's what's what I, I think that's why it was so go, frustrating do people go hey freddie how's it going you want to be best <laughs> friends no they're scared I, well, Freddy's not real. Well, he's 
What do you What do you mean? I thought instead of France, he should have been going to horror conventions. That's what I thought too. I'm like this crowd going would love ho- him. Oh yeah. yeah, But in the movies, Freddy's real. He's killing well. That's people. true. That's that, not, but this is a movie about well, a guy that's invading not, people's dreams. He's not really real. He's only real in like the second one. But right. <laughs> are there oh, twelve movies? Yes. Okay. Well, second on. <laughs> no, no. He's always in the. Oh. The only way you can beat Freddy is you got to bring him into the real world, yeah. and that's how he's real. So they do. They bring him in the real world in one. They bring him in the real world in two. Okay. <laughs> Don't get me started. Too late. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Wait till ding, wait. Ding. Instead wait, of ding oh, ding with stab stab. Slash, brother. Slash, yeah. Wait until December twenty second because Iron Claw. <laughs> oh jeez, the whole movie's a ding ding. Yeah, I think that's we're right. Doing, I think we're I think we're doing Wonka. You that week. sons yeah. of bitches, we are not doing <laughs> I Wonka. I think I'm sick that week. I'll yeah. record it by myself. I don't care. <laughs> you will. It's Mean Girls, I think. I don't know. But. So anyway, I guess that's it for this one. Let's uh, go around the table, and everyone can say where to find. This them. is Joe. You can follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts B U T T S twenty one. Also on Letterbox at the same. This is Kevin. Follow me on Twitter at Kevin R Bracket and subscribe to Circle of Wizards for your retro gaming fun. And this is Tom. You can follow me on. Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online at facebook.com slash real spoilers. While you're there, like the page, join the group. And of course, don't forget our Patreon where for five bucks a month, you can get all sorts of bonus content. As so. things calm down, we'll, we'll, we'll get back. Things have been a little crazy on in in both of our yeah. worlds. So Maybe that's your first bonus episode. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Here's what happened. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, thanks for tuning in, and until next time, Chris joins Annie in hell. Get ready for a spoiler. Won't say it twice because we already warned you. Better watch out. It's gonna ruin the plot. Hey, Ohio, have you heard the buzz? Slinger's Signature Cocktails are the new go-to to to go. Slinger's are convenient, canned, cocktail-inspired flavored beverages that bring you delicious flavors like Bahama Mama, Peach Screwdriver, and Pineapple Punch with 8% ABV. They pack a punch at a price you can't beat. No time to make fancy cocktails? Don't want to break the bank on a night out? Slingers has you covered. Blast your taste buds, not your wallet. Grab Slingers today. American Fermentation Company, Boston, Massachusetts. Please drink responsibly. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.